0: You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network.
1: Hi, my name is Larry Lieber, and you're listening to the Epic Marvel Podcast.
0: and welcome back to the Epic Marvel Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Curtis Findlay. And I have round two with Larry Lieber. I, got, I called him up with some questions. I just wanted to talk to him about the amazing Spider-Man newspaper comic strip that he'd done. Uh, and, he, and he told me that he was actually retiring from the strip. And uh, that was a, a few weeks back. So by now, those strips have now uh, gone to print. And he's officially retired from the strip. So we talk about the strip, about ending it, and about beginning it, and a little bit in the middle. There's one point where uh, we talk about the wedding between Mary Jane and Peter Parker, and I ask him about the wedding dress, and he says it was Vera Wang, but uh, it's actually Willie Smith. Um, So that was one thing that I just want to make sure we correct. Uh, And of course, we go off topic, um, and some of the really interesting parts comes at the end, where he talks about his time in the service in Okinawa. That was really cool. So uh, just a quick shout out, of course, to my various different social media platforms. You can visit me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can also become a supporter of the podcast by going to patreon.com thunderquack. Drop me a line, send me an email at epicmarvelpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and talk to you and uh, um, answer questions or, you know, just chat because I like to interact with fans. Um, But I know you're here to listen to Larry Lieber. So check out the other interview that I did with him a few months back and then enjoy this one. And hopefully I'll be able to talk to him again. He says he has no more stories to tell, but I'm pretty sure I could draw out a few more things. So uh, stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, enjoy this interview with the great Larry Lieber. I wanted to ask you some questions about the Spider-Man
1: newspaper comic strip. Oh, okay, but you do know I stopped doing it.
0: Oh, you did? Was this a recent event? Oh, you didn't know that? No.
1: Yes, I stopped a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. I gave it up. I, I decided to retire. Wow. Okay. I had been working for 60 years. Six-oh. Wow. Years. Yep. And which I think is long enough. Yeah, I would say so. To, to work in comics. I've been working 60 years in comics. And for the past 32 years, I've been doing the Spider-Man strip. Wow. And I, I, I was just getting too difficult for me to do that and also do my work on my novel, which I'm about to finish, or I'm trying to, I'm getting near the end of it, I think. Great. And, uh... I've written 85, uh, not a uh, how many have I written? 87,000 words. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, and I'm up to page, uh, I it On the Computer, it's page 220. I, th- I think in a real book it would be more pages. Right. And, uh, yeah, and it was just too difficult. I, I didn't want to think about comics. And uh, at this point, comics are, are, don't have meaning to me. And all I have is my novel. I don't have anybody in my life, and uh, I'm alone here, and it's pretty rough. But I have the novel, and uh, plus whatever chores I have, like everybody else, you know, buying food, doing this, doing that, and uh, and getting old, <laughs> and that's it. So I so I stopped, and and the fellow who was doing the Sunday page, Alex saviak yeah. He's he's now doing the dailies also. Oh wow! Okay. So,
0: well, you know, I would say good for you for taking that but step. I can
1: talk about what I, you know. Yeah. I can talk about it. I guess.
0: Sure. Well, tell me about um, tell me about ending your time on this trip. Then did did uh, did you end it in some grand way? Did you have a good story to to tell at the end there?
1: I didn't write the stories, so it wasn't a question of me having a story to tell. Oh
0: right. right! You know,
1: I wasn't writing it; I was just drawing it.
0: So, who's writing the stories these days? Roy Thomas. Oh, okay, excellent. Mm-hmm. What did he say when uh, when you told him you were thinking of quitting? He quit? didn't say anything.
1: I didn't tell him. Oh. <laughs> I didn't deal with him. I, I I I told the fellow who works with Stan. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that, that I was leaving. He said, "Well, you gotta, you know, will you wait until Alex can take over?" I said. I said yes, and uh, Alex, I had to wait a couple weeks, and Alex uh, finally said he could take over. He was looking forward to it. Okay. And um, it's only been about, I don't know, three, four weeks, I guess. Um, I'm not that good with time, but it's recent.
0: How far in advance do you work? Um, Like, have those last strips of yours seen print already?
1: Uh, Just a few weeks, just a few weeks. And it's hard for me to tell whether I drew it or Alex. I think the ones that the proofs are coming out now and probably in the strip are they're probably Alex's. Okay. I mean he was inking my stuff and his inking was so strong that you couldn't tell my drawing, you know, and uh I think he he may just be putting more into it than I did. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't I don't look at it that closely. I don't look at it. I don't wanna look at it. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, well, why don't we,
0: can we go back to the beginning of your time on the newspaper comic strip? Uh, you know, over yeah. 30 years ago, how did you get hooked up? 32. With, 32 years ago, it's amazing. Um, and how did you come to be to do this in the first place?
1: Well, Stan had tried somebody else on it. I don't know whether he tried a couple people on it. I don't remember. But there was one man he tried on and. And the man uh, was sort of giving him a hard time in the sense that the guy wanted to do it his way, you know. So if Stan would ask him to do something, he he would sort of, I don't know, debate it or argue with Stan. And Stan didn't have the patience for this. And, And he asked me, would you like to try doing it? I said, okay. And I did. And that's how I got on the strip. And I got on it, and I was on it for about a year. And at the time, Mike Esposito, do you know him?
0: Yes, Inker, yeah.
1: Oh, right. He was inking my strip. And um, after a a year, I decided I I would rather ink it myself. Okay. And uh, because I felt that he wasn't inking it, None of the inkers would ink it the way I wanted it drawn. I, I I put a lot into the drawing, and it had a certain style that I liked. I had always liked the uh, artwork of Stan Drake. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yes. He he was a, a newspaper artist. He did the heart of Juliet Jones. Right. And I thought he was, he was the best in the world. And he inked his own stuff, or at least he inked the figures. And uh, I think somebody else did the backgrounds. A guy named Te- uh, Tex Blaisdell, I believe. Anyway, I loved his inking, and I tried to draw like that. I wanted to make it a little less plasticky than the inkers were making it. Each okay. inker had his own style, a way of getting out the pages. And to me, it all looked a little plastic. Hmm to some extent. And I, I thought the line should vary more, should look more alive, more open, more more variety. At any rate, I wanted to do it, and so I did it. And I actually did it for seven years. But nice. unfortunately, I was so slow in drawing that I couldn't do uh, also ink during the day. In order to do the inking, I had to sit up at night. After I finished penciling it, I sat up all night inking it. Wow. Okay? Yeah. My my poor wife, who was ill at the time, we lived in a one room uh, in, in a studio apartment. She'd be sleeping behind me with our little dog, and I'd be up all night trying not to scratch the pen too much, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, then she she herself was an artist and an not a teacher and an artist. She was a painter, watercolorist. And uh, so in the morning, sometimes she'd even help me put in some blacks in there if I wasn't quite finished. And I would run at the last moment, rush down to King Features and deliver the work. And I did this once a week for seven years. Wow. One one night, uh, sitting up all night, and finally, uh, I think once I left King Features, I was on my way home, and I found I couldn't remember numbers or something that I should have remembered. And I said, "This this is now it's now time for me to stop. You know, it's just too much." And so I uh, let somebody else think it. I said, "If I ever get fast enough at the pe- with my penciling." Then I'll ink it myself again. But it took years and years, and actually, at the end, the last few months, I, 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 I became fast. I did all six dailies in one day. Nice. I put in the lettering at night, the night before, and the next day, I would do pencil all six dailies. And... Uh, but by this time i said i don't give a damn about inking it i don't care i i i <laughs> i i had lost interest in comics right and the thing that i am interested in the only thing i have is my writing my novel right and that's quite different from from the comics
0: oh for sure yeah
1: you, you know and and it's a very difficult thing to do and i maybe i and i'm I guess a lot of people would think I'm nuts to be even trying it at my age. I just read read about a guy who's hundred about 100 years old who's writing a novel. But he's been writing for many, many years, you know. I never heard of anybody starting in his late 70s to, 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 to write a short story or a novel. But uh, I'm, I'm trying. I do it because I... I have to do something that gives meaning to my life. Absolutely. For me, one of the good things is it's all mine. When you write, it's all yours. You know, it's my story, my characters, you bring them to life, you do it. Right. And the the difference between a novel and a short story, let's say, and anything else, like, like a movie or a stage play, or uh, or a comic book, or a graphic novel, is that in the, in the case of a graphic novel or a comic book, you have illustrations that share some of the burden of the story, okay? Okay. And in a movie or a stage play, you have actors that share some of that burden. I've seen a lot of movies that weren't particularly wonderful but the actors were so appealing or compelling that you liked it you know they took some of the burden of the story but in the novel you don't have anything but words and (laughs) uh, there's nothing to look at you know there there are no pictures to look at or anything You, you have to have you just have to read the words, and it has to be filtered through your brain.
2: Mm-hmm, right. And
1: and if you and if there's going to be any beauty there, the beauty has to come from what you do with words. And some people are very very skilled at it; they're wonderful writers, and others aren't, you know. And uh,
0: and does that come easy to you?
1: No, it doesn't. it's it's almost like going back to the drawing again. You know, right? when I was slow for most of my career and I'm sort of slow with this, it doesn't come easy because I'm learning. I mean, there is so much to, uh, for me, nothing good comes easy. It's, uh, you have to to learn it and keep pushing. I was thinking, for instance, I mean, there are different levels you can say something on. And also it depends, I was thinking of, you know, a lot about what kind of a story you're telling. And, and at what time, uh, years ago, um, when I was young, they would have described a great deal of things. If someone went into a restaurant and it was an expensive restaurant, they might describe this or that, or a hotel. Or something. But over the years, people have seen so much they have seen so many movies, you know. They've seen expensive hotels. They've seen since they got cameras, that could go all over the world, and you know, you you can hold them any place. Uh, they they've seen all the countries. They've they've seen a hell of a lot, and so much of it you don't have to go into because it's not that new or interesting, at least right. I think. So. If I'm writing, I I would write uh, something, you know, they sat in an expensive hotel or something or in an expensive restaurant, dining in an expensive restaurant. I I don't even need more than that. If I say it's a French restaurant, who cares? Does it matter, (laughs) you know? If I say the guy walked into the woods and filled with elm trees beautifully, who cares if they were elm or maple? Does it matter to the story, you know? Yeah. Now, some people do go into specifics, and and people love this. Hemingway, my God, when he wrote about boats, you know? (laughs) I mean, he went into such detail on the boat and the this. Half the time, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about or care. I care about people, how they react and how they interact. So... That's my own philosophy. On the other hand, some people describe things, and they do it beautifully. And uh, and others just have a great gift for words. So, Since you're so interested in comics, I'll tell you that some years ago, uh, I think it was my uh, birthday or Christmas, somebody got me this book, The uh, Advent- Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Oh, yes, I've read that. You read that book? I have, yes. Okay, and I started reading it, and I found it very difficult. Yes, the guy is wonderful. I mean, he's got a command of English that I I would, I could never hope to have. You know, to to be like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's, I know, he's taught writing. He's a younger man. He uh, he's married. He lives somewhere, I think, in California, in in a cabin or someplace. Yeah. Children, I believe, and and he's really a very very talented man, very imaginative, and and a, a wonderful command of words. I mean, he's great, but he didn't start yesterday, and he's written about six seven books, you know, and he's I think he's taught writing, and this particular book, Cavalier and Clay, won the Pulitzer Prize. Yes, it did. Yes, and and so I mean, he is good, but I tried reading it. And I found it difficult. Well, lately, I went back to it. I still find it difficult, but I, but I want to go through it, you know I, I uh, here and there, I maybe I could pick up something uh, to, to, to see how the hell he does it, you know? that's the only education I'm giving myself is to read the writing of certain people who, you know that I like and say, "My God, what did he do? How does he do this that?" And some I find easier to read than others. In the, in the case of this book, he puts in a lot of um, so much information. Uh, a lot of it, I guess, is real. You know, he'll mention uh, it takes place in nineteen thirty nine. What, what I'm reading so far, I've read about over a hundred pages, and uh, he's got detective comics mentioned, action comics, Superman but i don't know how much was real and isn't real you know i i'm sure he's he, he's made up a a company and 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 the protagonist and all that you know it's a little hard for me to figure out also i don't uh, i i i forget a great deal these days and if i read something on a monday i'll forget it on a tuesday even a simple book and this isn't quite that simple <laughs> no <laughs> If you, if you if you if you recall that, yeah. yep yep I
0: remember when I read it. It's been several years now since I've read it, but um, yeah, he yes. would spend like a there's just a whole whole chapters on just a small portion of their childhood, not even getting to the point where the story actually begins. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. It begins with the uh, being an escapist who talks about Houdini and the Golem and the this and the that. You <laughs> know what the heck. But but he is good. Yes. He is, it's, I mean, you he, You just read one line, you say, boy, this guy can write.
2: You know? Yeah, yeah, it's true.
1: And yep. uh, so it's on the one hand, it discourages me. And actually, I spoke to him, you know? Oh, nice. That, the man called me because there were seaboard publications. Yeah. And uh, it was owned by Martin Goodman and his son Charles, Okay. Okay. And uh, Martin is gone now. He died, and so did Charles. But Charles had a son, Jason. And Jason, I think, owned the remnants of it or whatever was left. And I think he lived out in Long Island. And Anyway, he called me one day and said they were thinking of doing something with Seaboard on television that they think it was an interesting story, and they wanted to know about it. And who of all people was going to write it? But this guy, Michael Chabon? Nice. So he tells me all this. So when I heard his name, naturally, I I, I got a little overwhelmed. I said, "This great writer." <laughs> and he says, "And then he said, the man would like to speak to you, if he may." I said, "Certainly, I I'd be honored." You know. Yeah. Nice. I I do respect talent and ability. So, uh, when I, especially when it when it's, it's so exceeds my own. So, I said, okay, and 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 his wife is, is like his agent. She also is a writer, and I think she serves as a business manager. So anyway, she called, We made an appointment, the guy got on the phone, we were talking. He seemed very nice. I spoke to him for two hours. Wow. I don't, you know, I don't remember what I said to him, <laughs> except... <laughs> I, I I remember thinking I I very seldom have spoken about seaboard periodicals because it was a bad experience for me and I don't want to speak ill of other people if I can help it. Right. I'd like to forget comics all comics and I don't and I'm not out to get anybody and I'm not looking for revenge or anything like that. So I didn't know what the hell to do. On the other hand, uh, whether they'll do it or not, who knows? There are many projects that people start and and never come to fruition. But uh, uh, if they make something, they want it to be dramatic, you know. And to make it dramatic, you pick the extreme things, the good and the bad, right? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And I'm trying not to say anything bad, you know. But I don't know how. Anyway, I spoke to the fellow. And at the end, I even said, I said to him, if I can trust him, I hope so. I I said, I hope I didn't go too far or say anything too bad. He said, no, no, you were fine. And then he said, would would you mind if I called you again sometime? I said, no, I'd be honored. He said, perhaps someday you'll come to California. We can meet. I said, I'd love it, you know. I was thrilled to be talking to him. Yeah, about. that's great. So, oh. uh, and I haven't heard from him since. Whether the thing will ever be made on television, who is making it, or what, I have no idea. And if it was made, I think I wouldn't want to watch it. I'd be afraid, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, so that's my story about that. That's awesome. getting back to Spider Man. <laughs> what can I possibly tell you? I drew some pictures. That's what I did, and I did everything that Stan wanted. Unlike the person before me, and for that reason, he put up with it and he he liked it. and And as the years went on, our relationship, which wasn't the, the greatest at in all in 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 times. Actually, improved. I was no trouble, you know. <laughs> Good. He, he, he'd give me a story, and I'd write it. He'd say, "Do this or that." I'd do it, and uh, I and the whole time, I also tried to get faster and faster. At first, fast so that I wouldn't have to sit up all night, but that didn't work. And after I gave it up, I was still slow drawing and trying to. I relearned everything while I was in those 30 years. Wow. I relearned. When I say relearned everything, I mean the basics of drawing. I relearned perspective and anatomy, thinking if I knew the principles get. I never really took them in. Okay. You know, sometimes a little thing can happen or a big thing. Life is complicated, as you probably know. I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. A lot depends on, number one, your personality or your character, who you are, and then the things that happen to you. Now, I was somebody who was very impressionable. Well, when I started in 1958, I'd come out of the service, and I was in a bad situation you know, mentally, psychologically. Okay. But years before that, when I was a kid working for... I guess it was called Timely Comics then, or maybe Marvel. I don't remember. Uh, I I wasn't even working for them. I was working for magazine management, that's it. And have you heard of that uh, name, that name? I don't
0: think I have, no.
1: Oh, well, at the beginning, how can I put it? In the 50s, let's say, 1948, 49. Okay. Uh, The company, the the big company, was magazine management. Okay, okay? yep. And they put out books, not comics, but they put out what we call slicks. Movie books, romance books, adventure books. Uh, There was one book uh, that was not theirs that started it all called Argosy. I believe that was the name. And because they did very well, Martin Goodman, who is the owner, put out uh, *Stag* and Mail and Men's World, books like that. Oh, okay. And they had some g- good writers there and good illustrators. I mean, these guys were painters. You know, they paint the, I don't remember the inside of the book, but the covers, certainly. And uh, they actually had two very famous writers working for them. Mario Puzo, who wrote The Godfather. Of course, yeah. And uh, Bruce J. Friedman, who, who did A Mother's Kisses, and then he wrote Splash, other books. Okay. He was known for what was then called black humor. And they were both editors there on the magazines and doing writing on the side. Anyway, that was magazine management. Then there was another section, and it had originally been called Timely Comics, and that was the comics section, and later it became Marvel Comics. Right. And when I started working there in 58, they, uh, they were very small, and, and uh, business was terrible with the, with the comics. That's when I asked Martin Goodman, I, I probably told you this in the last interview, I said, how would you describe this business? That I was now going into, and he said I'd call it a dying industry. Oh, you right, know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was it. So so that was the the, the Magazine management was sort of the big company, and and the other was a smaller one. But once they got the superheroes, and and it grew, and they become you know so popular and so on and so forth, then they became the biggest thing, I guess. And today it's uh it's the superheroes uh which they're making into movies which are making a billion dollars, some of them, right?
0: Yes, it's unreal. Yeah.
1: It is unreal. It is unreal. Yeah. And and I saw my name on the last one, I was amazed. Oh, in the Ant Man movie? Yeah. Yep. at the beginning, did you see it at the
0: beginning? I did. I saw that. I saw it, and I was wondering if you were going to go what see that movie. What did
1: it movie. say? I missed the first word. Did it say "created by"? It must have said that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It said "created by," and then it listed um, Stan's name and it your was name. Stanley,
1: Larry, Lieber, and underneath Jack Kirby. Yep, it was amazing. With three
0: names. in in huge. It took up the whole screen there. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the first time I ever thought. Usually, it was in the back among the other uh, five million names. He could hardly see it but this one they really said created by stanley larry lever and jack Kirby.
0: did that give you a thrill seeing that there i
1: uh, know but it surprised <laughs> me i mean okay. i liked it <laughs> i liked it after after the movie a man came up to me and said i just want to thank you for all the books and the happiness that gave me this and that. And he's envying me, and I'm thinking to myself as he's saying that, tell me, are you married? Do you have a house? Do you have children? Tell me about your life. I, I was envying, you know. <laughs> 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 I'm, 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 I'm sitting in a one-room apartment here and, uh, you know, still grieving for the second time in my life. And, right. And, and 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 trying to write a book and having no, you know, it's not like I'm filled with confidence. And have you, if, if you look at the faces of most writers or, or novelists, they don't usually look too happy, you know. Yeah. They <laughs> they they're, they're not a happy bunch. And this damn book I'm working on, I, it's been about six years that I've been working. But it was one thing when i when I had my woman here anyway now i i'm I'm glad I have it. I have nothing else any anyway, but you go on ask ask me more about you called about spider man okay that's what your podcast is all about i get.
0: Well, well, you know, I enjoy hearing about you and your life and your experience as well that's That's not a problem at all, but um, I do have some a question Do you remember do you remember when spider man or when Peter Parker and Mary Jane got married?
1: yeah, they yeah, I remember them getting married. And I think, it did it happen at the same time it happened in the comic books.
0: Yes, they tried to time that so that it would happen at exactly the same time. Yeah,
1: yeah, I seem to remember that. Oh, gosh, that's a long time ago, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I just was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about that, if you remember um, the, no, the story I don't, at I all. No, I don't
1: know anything about it, Okay, except I drew it. I, I don't remember the details of it. I remember after they got married, they had a little dog. And I can't even remember the name of the dog.
0: (laughs) Okay, I don't remember that either.
1: Yeah, for a while they had this little dog. It was very cute. I like drawing the dog. I don't remember anything about the marriage itself that I can recall. Um, I just remember that after a while they were married, and I was drawing them as a married couple. And I also had to try to remember for a while that the if she's married, she ought to be wearing a wedding ring, and so right. that was something new to put on her finger. But half the time, I probably forgot and As the years <laughs> went on, we stopped showing the wedding ring, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and 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 the strip has become so small, I don't think anybody would notice it. Yeah. You know? Right. Unless they have a magnifying glass.
0: I was reading some articles about the about that wedding. And um like Mary Jane's oh, yeah. wedding dress was actually designed by an actual uh wedding dress designer, like a fashion designer.
1: Yeah, Vera Wang, I believe her
0: name was. Yeah. Uh, you remember that? And uh, then you would have to I incorporate so. I, I,
1: because I think over the years I've heard her name. Of all things to remember, Vera Wang, but, <laughs> but what the dress looked like I, I don't I have no memory.
2: Right.
0: And then there is also to time to time it in uh, with you know the wedding was in the comics and it was in the newspaper strip, but they also did um, a live wedding like with some actors playing the roles in a baseball stadium. Do you recall and that I at have all
1: No I Oh, vaguely, vaguely. Because
0: I was wondering if you went you know, to that. all these
1: things, you would know much more than I. Okay. I mean, all I was doing was sitting here in my apartment at the drawing board, drawing it, and, and somebody might have said to me, hey, you know, they have it in a stadium, and so on and so forth. I I, I would never have even remembered that if you hadn't brought it up. <laughs> okay, I well... Know nothing. Wow. But I know nothing about it. It's amazing. Everybody else knows more about these strips and the characters than I do, you know.
0: Well, what was your favorite story in the
2: newspaper strips?
1: I don't have one. Oh really? I don't I really don't have one. Okay. The only one thing I'll tell you is that if you ask me who is my favorite, in, in all these years, who is my favorite character to draw, I would say it was Jameson.
0: Oh, okay. And why is that?
1: Why is that? Yes. Because I think he has the most interesting face. I could exaggerate it. I I could give him all kinds of these expressions, nasty expressions, you know, I mean he he was fun to draw for me. Yeah, yeah. I uh, can imagine. With, with with Peter Parker you gotta worry about is he good looking? You know, plus try to give him afterwards I actually managed to get a few of my own different expressions on Peter Parker's face, you know, and on, on, on maybe Mary Jane. With Mary Jane, uh, over the years, the problem is you got to make the girl pretty. She has to be good-looking. Right. And fortunately, I sort of knew how to make her good-looking and, uh, you know, or knew when she wasn't and how, how to do that, and I made him good-looking enough. And uh, the villain is the villain. Have, the, the things that were the biggest problems when, I'm, when I had to draw other superheroes because I wasn't sitting studying the other books, you know? I remember when I had to draw Iron Man. Uh, they they put him in uh, the strip, and uh, he, um, he had a new costume, and uh, it's detailed, and as I'm getting older, my memory isn't getting good, you know? Sometimes I used to buy a little... You, you can get a little figurine of the characters, so I had a few figurines here that I looked at, which helped me if I had to draw Iron Man in different poses or oh yeah some other character. But I also liked Dan May; she too was a little different. And uh, but my favorite really was Jameson. Nice, only because he I, I I felt I could play around with him. He gave me a chance to 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 do some drawing.
0: Who is your favorite villain, Spider-Man
1: villain? Whoever would, would be the easiest to draw. <laughs> I, I, I I I really don't know with the Spider-Man villains. Are. I I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't even. Know. I mean, Doc Ock was okay, but he, with all the tentacles, I, there was the Mole Man, and but no, no, nobody. I, it was usually a, when I was slow, it was a question of how fast can I draw this and get rid of it? And <laughs> right. when they created a new villain or a new situation, uh, even if it was a new hero that he was with, like, uh, I don't even remember the Hulk, let's say, well, him, I knew how to do because I had done the strip, the newspaper strip. Right. But, uh, by the time often by the time you learn how to draw a new character, when you're finally getting the hang of it, the story is over, you know. After so many weeks the the, the story is ended and you're on to a new one.
0: Right, right. That's uh thirty two years. Thirty two years and uh
1: thirty two years. I I imagine that's probably as long as anybody has done it.
0: That's, I yeah, it's, it's incredible. That's It's quite an accomplishment. And I, well, I want to thank you for doing it for so long, even if it wasn't your favorite thing, and uh, and, and for providing well, that entertainment. Well, I'll
1: tell you, my biggest accomplishment, I feel, is that I finally got fast. That was the thing. And I think yeah. I probably said this before on the other interview, yep. that if somebody were to speak to me about the, Oh boy, you must have talent. You can do this and that. I, I would say in, in, in my view, I don't know anything much about talent, but I know a lot about perseverance.
2: Yes. And that's absolutely. really
1: what it is. You've got to, you've got to persevere and that's what I'm feeling with my writing now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I I just have to do it whatever I can. I, I at my age I don't even have the time, and, and I and I don't, I wouldn't want to even go to a writing course. I've never taken a writing course. I've read some things. I've read certain principles and books, but it, it's just doing it, doing it until you. De- I I think what happens is in there's a similarity between writing and drawing, in that if you keep drawing after a while your eye if you're trying to improve your eye gets better you know so that you you know when you're going off you don't go off as much as you used to you 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 develop a greater sensitivity mm-hmm. and i think with writing it's probably the same if you keep writing you develop a a a greater sensitivity to what Sounds right, and what doesn't. So after a while, what you would have said was, "Hey, that's okay. That's pretty nice." Uh, a year or two later, you may look at it and say, "You know, that isn't quite good enough." It's uh, it's not. Your 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 standards get a little higher, and your sensitivity gets a little better. But uh, that a lot of that probably depends on. The native ability of the person, and how many years he puts into it, and how you know what mind you've got, or what talent to use that word again you have. It's a hard business. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing. What I like about this, though, that, that that what I prefer, at least, it's all mine. And if it turns out to be a piece of junk. Or a masterpiece, it'll be mine in either case.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Yep.
1: At least it's my junk, not not somebody <laughs> else's. And I and I have felt that after working sixty years for for somebody else, I would never again work for anyone else. Wow. I don't care if they if they put me in irons, <laughs> <and> torture me. <laughs> no. I'm not going to work for anybody else.
0: Nice. Well, that's I great. Mean
1: a, I, I I want to at least be able to say this was mine. Mm-hmm. But but it's it's a learning thing. It's a learning thing. I uh I was working yesterday and today and I felt a little better and 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 it relates somehow it relates to whether you have somebody in your life or you don't. And uh I don't know for for several years I felt That if I have somebody in my life, it'll be easier to write. And I still feel that. But I also feel that not having anyone meaningful, a woman, I mean, meaningful in my life, this is almost a substitute, perhaps, or it can be a substitute, to keep me going.
2: Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right.
1: Well, it
0: could work both ways.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just don't know. In the meantime, I, uh, I didn't do it today or yesterday much, but in the meantime, I'll watch the news program, see what's going on in the world, see the current ugliness that's happening wherever it is, and, and boy, it is an ugly world. My God. Yeah. It's almost unbelievably ugly to me at any rate, and, uh. But you still want to hang on to it. It doesn't mean I want to give up on it, you know, or leave it before I have to. And so that's 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 my that's my story. And I uh, now I uh, I speak to my brother. And it, he keeps he, he asking, when's that book going to be finished? I want to hear about <laughs> it, but, you know, before I die. Going, <laughs> and I say, I'm doing the best I can. I can't, uh, I can. you know, it's not something I can bat out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if
1: I bat it out, it'll look like I batted it out. I got to at least give myself the best chance I can.
2: Yeah, of course. And
1: hope that other people say, hey, this is a." This is good. This is entertaining. This is kind of nice, and that's what I hope for. If if people look at it and say, "Oh my God, is this what he's been spending his time on?" The poor man, you know. <laughs> so so, uh, I I I was watching. You know, I I often quote. I often quote the 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 business of Van Gogh. Who, who, who sold one painting in his entire lifetime. Right. Just one.
2: Yeah. And I
1: say, it's the same paintings. They haven't changed. And now you couldn't afford to buy one. Yeah. You know, they're, they're so valuable. And here in, in the poor guy in his lifetime couldn't, you know, and I, and I picture somebody going up to the studio and looking at it and telling him he should go into another business or something. So so I, I, I think of that. Well, the other night or the other afternoon, they had on the story of Van Gogh, that movie Lust for Life. And I didn't remember that. It was more than just him being unable to sell his paintings. It was also how he was suffering. And part of his suffering, or most of it, seemed to be the loneliness. And every time he tried to have He tried to have a woman. She rejected him. He didn't have anybody. He was alone. He was so alone, he he welcomed uh, the the companionship of Gauguin. They shared an apartment or a studio at one time, and Gauguin was not the most pleasant person (laughs) to share a studio with. So I kept thinking about that. I got so depressed, you know, (laughs) by the loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of... Instead of thinking, uh, hey, if uh, the, don't let the critics get you, you know, and his stuff became popular. Instead of that, all I could just do, I, I, I really got it in a bad shape. So that's what I do. I go on from day to day and uh, and 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 hope for the best. But I do enjoy the 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 writing, and um, I don't know what can you say i i i I don't imagine there are too many people my age who are too happy you know i mean, they 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 realize they're closer to the end than they are to the beginning, much closer yeah and it and it can be and people don't do me a favor when they tell me other people in the field have just died. I just heard about two people who that, that somebody felt it was necessary to inform me of, of that. Oh, yeah. And,
2: and
1: I, I'd like to not think about it, you know. I can't bring them back to life, and I wasn't that close with them. So, uh, but anyway.
2: Fair is enough. Is there anything
1: you re- else that you want to know, I'll answer. I, I seem to answer all questions, don't I? Even questions I'm not asked. <laughs> that's okay. Well, I mean,
0: I just uh, I I don't have any more questions about the newspaper strip, unless there are any other just memories or recollections you'd like to share about your time. I mean, thirty two years so you've got to have a few stories about about the comic strip. <laughs> I'd imagine well, that's the
1: strip in the 30s Yeah, I'll probably think of them someday. God knows, I uh, some there uh, uh, recollections of the of the strip. Yeah. Well, I think I probably told you I used to do the Hulk also. Yeah, in the last
0: episode, you told me um, you you gave me some of your favorite stories and the creator and the characters that you created, and that was uh, that was great.
1: Yeah, that I liked because I was writing it and drawing it, and I told you that the editor I met him once up at King Features, and he was the editor from the Register and Tribune, yeah, where the where the Hulk was. And he saw me. Said, "Ah, Larry Lieber, one of the underappreciated writers." I yes. think I told you that. Yes,
0: yes, you did. Okay. Yeah, and it... and
1: then later, I was given an award as uh, an underappreciated writer, the, the Finger Award. So I got that, and uh, I, I really don't I don't have that much. I mean, all I did was sit here at a drawing. My drawing table was given to me by my brother when i was about 15 years old or 16 oh wow and you still
0: have the same one
1: i still have it, and you can't even get them anymore wow. it's, it's 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 one of these instead of it having four legs like most drawing tables it's a smaller one and there's a metal thing in the in the center of it okay with a couple knobs on it, you know and God knows, I don't think they even make them anymore like that. Yeah, so I have not. that, and 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 that's about it. And I sit in a room, and in this room there, there's a picture on the wall, the original framed, that was drawn, I say, by Jack Kirby. Even though some people who seem to know more than I do. <laughs> Uh, claim it was Joe Simon, but I think it was Jack Kirby when I was about 10 years old. My uncle took me up to the company, and captain it's a picture of Captain America and Bucky drawn on a piece of paper saying, Hi, La- to our pal, hi, Larry, or something. Oh, something wonderful. Like that.
0: That's great.
1: And I still have that picture here. And what else do I have? And I have a picture of when I was in the service. Uh, that's a story, um... What was your role in the service? In the service? Yeah. I, well, oh, that, that, that well, that's a whole interesting story. Am I taking up too much time for I've you?
0: got time if you've got time.
1: Okay, I'll try to, I'll try to make it fast. When you go into the service, you go through basic training first, okay? Okay. Everybody goes through that. Yeah. You come out of basic training, they now have to give you some kind of, <laughs> of a job, you know, something to do. So you go before, I don't know, some sergeant there at a table, and the guy says, well, do you know this? Are you Did you study mechanics or engineering? Or I didn't know anything, you know. And I said, I draw pictures. That's, that's all I knew. He looked at me, he said, you draw pictures? He, said, he shoves a piece of paper across the table with a pencil and says, draw my picture. <laughs> so I drew his picture as best as I could. I had no training then, really, but I drew his picture. And how old? Okay? Were, how old
0: were you at this time?
1: Uh, I went in the service in fifty-one. So in May fifty-one. So I must have been nineteen, going on twenty. Okay. Now I'm, I'm, I draw his picture, and he looks. He says, "Okay." He says, "Now there is no uh, classification." For an uh, an artist illustrator, and that, that's about the closest as you'd be in the service. And if you've just come out of basic and you only have one stripe, you got one little stripe on you. you got to be a sergeant, have about three stripes, before you can be the other. So I said, okay. He says, however, there is a classification for a draftsman. So we'll have to classify you as a draftsman. Now, a draftsman is a guy who knows how to make plans for bridges and things like that, you uh, know, yeah, <laughs> or put up a building. I don't know a damn thing about it. Oh no, so they so they classify me as a draftsman, all right, I'm not okay, And they got to put me someplace, so there's a place on on the base called training aids. They make posters i don't I don't know what the hell they were doing, but they sent me overseas. Finally, because they needed a draftsman, and I was not a draftsman. And when I got there, the people were not too happy that I, ever, <laughs> that their draftsman, you know,
0: oh, no. arrived
1: who <laughs> no. who couldn't do a damn thing. So that's my draftsman story. Except there's a little more, but I I'd like to say that, in, just in case I ever write about it myself, right. Okay, it's a little juicier than that, and, and <laughs> a little funnier. But that's what I, I, I got there doing, and after I was there, they had to do something with me. They put me in, they, they put me in a training aid there, and I made signs and uh, I worked on that, and then I don't know I, 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 the, the, the colonel wanted an eagle on the base, so or I will tell you this part, and he put, the morale was very low on, on, I, the, I was sent to Okinawa. I wasn't in combat in Korea, but I was on Okinawa. Okay, and uh, the the morale was low, and somehow the 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 executive officer thought if there was a, an, a a fierce looking eagle a picture in the headquarters, it might do something for morale. I don't know. So I, since I was the closest thing to an artist, <laughs> he said Lieber, you got to paint the picture, and Lieber. Didn't know how the hell to paint. I had never finished a course, (laughs) a painting course. I was in the middle of a painting course at Pratt when I had to quit to go into the the service. So I tried working on the Eagle, and I was very slow, and he was getting nervous, and others were getting nervous, and the whole thing was horrible. But at the end, I finished the Eagle, and and the executive officer liked it. And they took my picture. Yeah. You okay. know, and it was in the base newspaper and I had a couple copies and I came home with them one I gave to Jean uh, Goodman, Martin Goodman's wife yeah. who I was very friendly with and another copy I kept in, in the, my apartment and years later uh, they had a reunion of, uh, of Korean war veterans in Virginia Beach uh, which is, I don't know, near Virginia I guess um, down south, mm-hmm. and I went there with my wife, but I, and, I, and I have nothing to take. I I was no hero or anything, but I wanted to take the newspaper with my picture in it, you know, standing in front of this, uh, this uh, the headquarters with the shield, the big shield with the squadron number and the eagle above it. Right. And I couldn't find the paper. Oh, and I no. looked and looked and looked. I never found the paper. So we went without the newspaper, and I just, yeah, had a nice time, spoke to the people down there and all that. Uh, years pass. my wife dies, and then in her 90s, Jean Goodman, who was Martin Goodman's wife, she dies. And when she died, my wife, who was a painter, and she had been ill much of the time, so she sit at home and do watercolors and she gave a couple watercolors to Jean Goodman who kept them in her house down in Florida and after she died her daughter who was actually very nice uh, to do this sent the pictures the paintings back to me you know returned them to me and she also returned I don't know if it was a couple letters or something but among the things she had was a picture of me that was taken in front of the eagle on Okinawa. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I didn't even know she had it still. She must have kept it all these years.
0: Yeah, wow. So
1: I took that picture, and I framed it. It's in a frame here, and me standing in front of the eagle with a little write-up in the article there. So I have that here, and I have a picture, a photograph of, myself as an infant on my uh, father's lap next to my mother and father, and Stan, Stan must be about 12 years old or something. And you you might have seen that picture.
0: I don't think I have.
1: And uh, what else have I got? Plus some stuff from my uh, life partner who was with the New York City Ballet. I have a plaque of a retirement and a picture. Anyway, and that's about it. That's that's who I am, what I am. That's, except maybe tomorrow I'll finish, not tomorrow, but <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll I'll finish the spam story and somebody will say, hey, this is good. I, 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 I guess the hope is that somebody will say, gee, this is a real nice, entertaining story. It, it has a lot in it, and... Uh, the fear is that somebody will look at it and say, "You mean the guy wasted his time on this? What the, who the <laughs> hell cares about this yeah. kind of thing? Fooly!" And well, you don't know. Yeah, no, nobody's paying me to write this. So that 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 that's that's who I am. That's where I am now. You got to, now. You know all about. me. <laughs>